Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. Walt Carver was a big man, hard as nails and faster on the draw than any other man in the territory. At 50, Walt hadn't changed much. He was still hard and tough and quick of temper. 25 years before, he had brought his bride, Susan, to Texas and had claimed a large expanse of land as his own. Starting with little or nothing, Walt had fought stubbornly to reach his goal, to become one of the territory's most prosperous ranchers. He was tough and ruthless in his methods, and because of his stubbornness, quick temper, and lightning-like draw, few men cared to cross him. A year after his marriage, Walt had a son whom he called Sandy, and in whom he tried to instill the tough, ruthless traits he himself had, but without success. But Walt's one consolation was that Sandy, now 24, was even quicker on the draw with a gun than he was. One evening, Sandy entered the ranch house for supper. Dad... 
I want to talk to you about something. Well, go ahead and have your say and be quick about it. I'm about to eat supper. I reckon you knew that Tex and the boys were using a running iron to do a little extra branding, didn't you, Dad? <clears throat> you know, Sandy, I don't like that tone of voice coming from Stop you. Stop trying to cover up and give me a straight answer. You know, I'm not a maverick any longer, Dad. All right, suppose I didn't know about that running iron. What about it? They were using those irons to change the Circle Y brand to our brand, the Circle X. You don't say. Well, now that would be easy. It would just take an extra little line to change that Y to an X, wouldn't it? That's right. But I don't like what I saw. Oh, you don't, eh? You do your work and mind your own business, you understand? I'm running this ranch... What's more, I'm not taking any back talk from you. Sit down and eat your supper. Wait a minute, Dad. Not so fast. I found out they put that brand on almost a hundred head of Circle Y cattle. Jed Combs can't afford a loss like that. And if he found out... In the first place, he couldn't prove a thing. And in the second place, I've warned Jed Combs to keep his cattle off the North Range or take the consequences. But that's open range. It doesn't belong to you. I've always used that North Range to graze my cattle. Combs cattle are the only others to come there. But his ranch is nearby, that's why. I've heard it said that the Circle X brand went on a lot of strays from other ranches in the past. But I didn't believe it. Until today. I let people say what they like. As long as they don't get local enough to say it to my face. Now you've had your say. I don't want to discuss it any further. Come on in here, Susie. I'm ready to eat. Sit down, sir. I don't reckon I'm ready to sit down yet. I have some more to say about the matter, Dad. I said sit down! Oh, Sandy, what's the matter? Ah, this stubborn young fool is trying to tell me how to run the Circle War X. Please, son, sit down. Wait, Mom. This is something between us that has to be settled now. I'll settle it in a hurry if you don't... Listen a minute, Dad. I said I don't like what I found out, and I mean just that. I hate to think of you being nothing more than a cattle rustler. Why, you... Walt, oh, Walt, you shouldn't have done that. All right. I can take it. From him, Mom. I guess I sort of had it coming. Sandy, your supper. I reckon I'm not hungry, Mom. So help me, Sandy. If you go talking out of turn to Jed Combs, you'll be sorry. Don't worry about that. I'm going out to see how the roundup's coming along for the cattle drive. The following morning, Walt Carver rode out to the range to give last-minute instructions to Sandy and to text the foreman as the big drive to the stockyard started. The three men sat on their horses, watching as the cowhands urged the herd into motion. How many heads you figure you got there, Tex? A little over 3,000 head, Mr. Carver. Good. See that you get them all to the stockyard. We'll get them there, providing nothing happens. Don't let anything happen. Sandy, when you get there, go to the agent for the cattle buyer. He's paying $15 a head in cash. See that you bring it back to be safe. I'll collect the money, don't worry. Now, let's get going, Tex. Right. I'll ride point and you ride drag. Have the boys watch out for strays back sure, there. Sure, Sandy. Adios, Mr. Carver. So long. I'll be expecting you back at the end of the week. Eh? We'll make it that time. Adios. Get up there. Get up. After making a successful drive and collecting the money for the herd, Sandy Carver with Tex and the cowhand started back home. As they had figured, it was the end of the week when they rode along the trail near the North Range toward the Circle X spread. At a fork in the trail, Sandy called a halt. Hold up, boys! Oh, 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 oh! What are we stopping here for, Sandy? I'm leaving you here, Tex. Hmm? I got a bit of business to attend to. 
Here. You take this bag and give it to Dad. It has the money in it. Yeah, sure. Give him this note, too, will you, Tex? All right. Now tell him you come along later. No need to. That note will explain. Just give it to him when you give him the bag of money. Just as you say, Sandy. We'll be seeing you later. Maybe. Get up there. Well, now, what do you mean by that, I wonder? Let's go, boys. Get up. A short time later, Sandy reined up in front of Jed Combs' place, the Circle Y Ranch. Peggy, glad to see you, too. Come on in. I don't mind if I do. I, I want to talk to your father. Dad? Dad, here's Sandy Carver. He wants to talk to you. Sandy Carver, huh? Well, let me tell you, Sandy, you've got a lot of nerve coming here. Huh? By thunder, if I could get proof that Walt Carver changed my brand to his like a thieving rustler... Careful, Jed. I... He's my father, you know. I know that. You can tell him what I said of you, want to. If he wasn't so quick-tempered and fast on that... Please, Hold Dad. on, Jed. I came here about your strays. It did, eh? Well, speak up. What about them? Well, it was easier to just drive them along to the stockyards with ours than to go to the trouble of culling them out of the herd. So that's what we did. Uh. We figured there were about a hundred of your cattle. We got a good price for them, and I brought you the money. Here it is. Fifteen hundred dollars in cash. Well, by thunder, guess I misjudged Walt at that. Fifteen dollars a head, eh? Well, thanks, Sandy. That's better than I could have done myself. Now, you'd better apologize for what you said, Dad. Huh? I'll do better than that. I'll ride over tonight and thank Walton personally. No. Uh, no, Jed, you better not do that. Why not? Well, it, it was sort of my idea. Uh, bringing over that cash, I mean. You see, Dad, well, uh, he... I reckon I get it now. I couldn't savvy Walt's changing like that all of a sudden. Guess I got you to thank, huh? But, uh... Tell me, what's Walt going to say when you go home? I, uh... I'm not going home, Jed. I reckon I don't have to do any hedging. You know Dad pretty well. Sandy, I'm glad you're different from your dad. But like you said, I know him plenty well. And he won't be forgetting it if you did this without his consent. Oh, Sandy. He has his faults, Jed, but like I said, he is my dad. I know he won't like this, so I'll let him make the next move. I'll stop at the hotel in town for a while. I better be getting along now. Adios, Jed. Adios, Sandy. Come around again soon. Thanks. Sandy, I do hope your father won't make trouble for you. I'll know before long. If he wants to, he'll know where to find me. Goodbye, Peggy. I'll be seeing you again for sure. Meantime, in the hills outside of Dry Gulch, the town near Carver's Ranch, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had pitched camp a couple of days before. They were discussing rumors that Tonto had heard in town that afternoon. So some of the men from the comb spread think Walt Carver rebranded some of their cattle, huh? Ah, that's what me here cowpoke from Combs Ranch say. I wouldn't be surprised. Walt Carver does just about what he pleases around here. The others are afraid of him. That's right. Me hear him have plenty quick temper. Draw gun heap fast, too. Yes, he has that reputation. 
I wonder if Jed Combs will try to do anything about the cattle. Maybe him not there. Maybe him afraid. That's right. Of course he'd need proof. They say that Carver readily admits he takes over any strays he finds on the North Range. He's one of the old ruthless type of pioneers who thinks might makes right. Uh. Nowadays, though, his actions are liable to start a range war. I think I'll put on a disguise, Tonto, and then we'll ride into town after supper and see if there's any more rumors. With a disguise, I won't have to wear my mask. Now uh, me get supper ready. That night, the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode into Dry Gulch and went to the cafe. They sat down at a table in the back, just as Sandy Carver approached them. We'll sit here, Tonto. Uh-huh. Oh. Say, mister, you have a match? Yeah. Yeah. Here's one. Yeah, thanks. You have a cigarette? No, thanks. I reckon you're a stranger in town, aren't you? Oh, that's right. My name's Carver. Folks call me Sandy. Oh, I've heard of Walt Carver in the Circle X. He's my father. I see. Mind if I sit down here? The place is kind of crowded tonight. Of course, sit down. Thanks. I... Reckon what folks might have told you about Dad wasn't too good. But he's got a lot of good qualities he don't show much. I'm sure he has, Sandy. It took men of his caliber to build the West. What they went through made them resent the fact that others who have followed in later years have had it so much easier. Say, now, I reckon you hit the nail right on the head at that, mister. Oh, here comes Tex, our ranch foreman. Oh. Hey, Tex, I'm back here. Well, I'm hoping I'll find you here, Sandy. Got bad news for you. I thought maybe you would have. Did you give Dad the money in the note? I sure did. He was worried at first when he saw you weren't with me. Then I gave him the money in the note. What then? Sandy, after he read that note saying that you were paying Combs for his strays, that you'd be waiting at the hotel if he wanted you, man, he liked to tore the roof off. I expected him to be sore. Sore? Listen, he says to me, Tex, you go tell that no good Sandy I said to hit the trail if he knows what's good for him. If he isn't gone by tomorrow noon, by thunder, I'll go gunning for him. Dad said that? Yes, sir. And that's what I come to tell you, Sandy. I never saw him so mad before. And knowing him like I do, I'm sure as blazes that he'll gun you down if he meets up with you. Now, you better leave town tonight, Sandy. But Sandy's his own son. Mister, that don't make him change his mind once he says a thing. Mr. Carver's plenty stubborn. Both him and Sandy are faster on the draw than anybody else in the territory. So there's no telling what'll happen if they meet. I see. What are you going to do, Sandy? There's only one thing I can do. Tex, go back and tell Dad what I said in that note stands. If he wants me, I'll be here. I'm staying right in town. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. Sandy Carver had just met the Lone Ranger and Tonto in the cafe when Tex, the ranch foreman, came in with a message from Mr. Carver saying that unless Sandy hit the trail before noon the next day, his father would come gunning for him. The others in the cafe closed in around the table as Tex told Sandy the news. And when the Lone Ranger asked him what he intended to do, they were surprised by his answer, that he was going to stay in town. You mean you're going to stay here and wait for your father to come gunning for you, Sandy? I couldn't run away, Tex, or I'd feel like a coward. Hey, your dad's greased lightning with a gun. Sandy's as good as he is. Sure, I'd bet on Sandy. I've heard, Sandy, that you're as quick on the draw as your father. Not quicker. But if you stay and face him... Don't I... worry, mister. I reckon I know what you're thinking. Well, guess I'll be getting down to the hotel for a little sleep. Adios, everybody. Adios, Sandy. Let's get out of here, Tonto. Uh-huh. We go back to camp now, Kimasabi? No, Tonto. We're going to ride to the Circle X Ranch. I want to have a talk with Walt Carver. You just study with Easy, Scott. Easy, Walter. Walter, come up, Scott. A short time later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto reined up in front of Walt Carver's ranch house. Oh, sir, oh, okay, no fella. No fella, easy. Uh, you wait here, Tonto. I won't be long. Uh, you wait. Good evening, stranger. What can I do for you? Are you Walt Carver? That's right, I am. I'd like to talk to you. What about him? About your son, Sandy. Hey. He sent you here. Get away from that door. Oh, wait a minute. I'll give you one second to get your foot away so as I can close this door. I said I came to talk to you, Mr. Carter. Yes, and this says you get away from here pronto. There's no need for that gun. Get back on your horse before I put a bullet in you, mister. I'm not talking to any of Sandy's cronies now or ever. Now get. Hmm, from what I see here, I believe you would gun down your own son at that. When I say a thing, I mean it. Go tell Sandy that. If he hasn't got sense to know already. Your son isn't going to leave town, Mr. Carver. He decided to wait for you. Well, that proves he's no coward anyway. Well, are you going, or do I have to shoot him? I'm going. We'll meet again, Mr. Carver. Adios. He's a strange man, Toto. He's hard and stubborn. Yet he seemed proud of the fact that Sandy isn't going to run away. After spending the night in camp, the Lone Ranger and Tonto set out for town the next morning. The Lone Ranger still wore his disguise as a rancher. As they rode along the trail, Tonto spoke. You think Walt Carver really shoots him, Kimasabi? Yes, I believe he'll try, Tonto. But I'm just as certain from the way he spoke and the expression on his face that Sandy won't draw against his father. That mean him get killed, maybe. Yes, but I hope we can prevent that, Tonto. The ironical thing about the situation is there's a strong bond between those two men. I found that out as I talked to them. Them both plenty stubborn, seem like. Yes, especially Walt Carver. I figure this is the first time Sandy's gone against his father's wishes. The fact has maddened Mr. Carver beyond reason. That's right. I want to get to town early, Tonto, so let's hurry. 
Meantime, Sandy had an early morning visitor at the hotel. He sat in the lobby talking to Peggy Combs. Sandy, when I heard about what your father intends to do, I just had to come here. I'm glad you did, Peggy. Please, Sandy, it isn't too late. Leave town now. Everybody knows your father's too stubborn to back down. And if you two meet at noon, he'll kill you. Oh, please go, Sandy. You know as well as I do, Peggy, I can't run away. No. No, I suppose you can't. Oh, Sandy, to think this is all because of what you did for my father. I'd do it again, too. I was hoping that Dad would, well, sort of see things my way after I got a chance to talk to him. I guess he'll never change. Oh, Sandy, it's all so awful. One way or the other, honey, I figure it'll turn out for the best. I'll be meeting him outside, so you better wait in here, Peggy. I'll... Well, maybe I'll be seeing you later. As noontime approached, tension mounted in town. Crowds lined the street outside of the hotel, waiting for the meeting between Walt Carver and Sandy. The Lone Ranger and Tonto stood near the hotel porch beside the ranch foreman, Tex. So help me, mystery, if Walt Carver guns down Sandy, I'll... Oh, wait, take it easy, Tex. Wait and see what happens. There comes Sandy from hotel now. Hey, Sandy. Hello, Tex. We're pulling for you, Sandy. But you got to promise to use your gun. If you don't, Thanks, gonna... Tex. I know what I'm going to do. Doggone it, you're as stubborn as your dad. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, here comes Walt Carver. Right here somebody. Well, this is it. I better get into the middle of the street where he can see me waiting. Good luck, Sandy. Thanks, mister. Adios. Adios, Adios. Sandy. Adios. Hang it all. There he goes, walking out calm as you please, knowing it might be his death. Sandy has a lot of courage. Yeah, Walt Carver sure looks mean. Get them horses out of the way. As Walt Carver, who was about 50 feet away, turned toward his son, the crowd became deadly quiet. Sandy stood calmly, his arms loose at his sides, and stared steadily at his father as the older man began to walk slowly toward him. Every eye in the crowd was glued to the two men enacting the drama before them. And with the crowd, the Lone Ranger and Tonto listened intently as Walt stopped walking about ten feet away and spoke angrily. I told you to hit the trail, Sandy, or take the consequences. No hombre crosses me and gets away with it. Not even my own son. Him look plenty mad. Him not hesitate to shoot. Wait, Tonto. Listen. I'm giving you a chance, Sandy. I've taught you to draw and shoot as good as I can. I'm counting three. Then you better draw, you savvy? I heard you, Dad. All right, then. One. The crowd tensed as Walt counted one. All eyes went to Sandy for the moment. And the same thought seemed to strike everyone. Sandy won't draw against his father. He's a fool if he don't. Walt will gun him down. Two. I can't stand it if Carver shoots Sandy, so help me, I'll gun him down right after. Now wait, Tex, control yourself. You better be thinking about drawing, Sandy. It's you or me now. Oh, wait a minute, Carver. Hey. I've got you covered. Don't move. He hired you to interfere, huh? No, he didn't. It's about time you realize your son won't draw against you. I'll take your gun. Boy, boy. Hey, take Sandy's gun. Hey, no, wait a minute. Uh, boy, Sander, maybe you got my gun. But now I'll beat that boy with my fist within an inch of his life. I'm sorry they took your gun and mine. Why, you fool. 
I'll show you you can't cross me. Oh, Spider-Man, Sandy. Get up and suck it. All right, get to your feet. Now take this and this. Walt rained blow after blow upon Sandy, who never raised a hand to defend himself. Then, as the sun fell down after another hard blow, the Lone Ranger came between them and faced Walt Carver. Oh, wait, Carver. About time you learned a lesson from someone who will strike back. Oh, you're interfering again, huh? Well, no hombre has ever outdrawn or outfought me yet, mister. Now I'll teach you a thing or two. You asked for this. Take you for sending. Uh, if you want more, get up. Let him have You are plenty tough, mister. But I'm not through yet. Hold on, stranger. Well, Sandy, you hit him again, you're going to have to lick me, Savvy. Yes, I understand. I see you, Sandy. You mean you'd stand up to that bolt of lightning after seeing what he's doing to me? He heard what I said. I don't back down when I say something. (laughs) You got that from your father, Sandy. I heard what you said all right, and I know you mean it. But Sandy didn't land one blow on me. Sandy never tried to land a blow. Mr. Carver, it's about time you came to your senses and realized that Sandy has grown to manhood. He's more than your match in every way. But because you're his father, he refused to draw against you or fight you. Oh, Sandy. Sandy, I can't stand any more of this. You two, a father and a son, were supposed to love each other. Facing each other with guns and fighting each other in the street. You could have killed your father, but you wouldn't draw. You could have beaten him in a fight, but you wouldn't raise your fist against him. If it hadn't been for this stranger, your father would... Oh, he's a stubborn old fool. Gone stark raving mad because he can't make you just like him. No, no, Peggy. Take it easy, honey. The girl says it's true, Carver. Your strong desire to make everyone bend to your will blinded you, in spite of the strong feeling I know you have for your son. Well, we'll never know just what would have happened if I'd let you go on with the guns. I I don't like to think about that, but... Well, I have a sneaking suspicion. I I might have shot wild. If you hadn't shot wild and Sandy hadn't have drawn, Mr. Carver, I'd have plugged you, so help me. We all know Sandy can outdraw you. And we know, too, that he could have whipped you with his fist if he had a mind. Well, what do you expect? He's a carver, isn't he? Well, I'll be doggone. Much more, he's my son. Sandy, I... Yes, Dan? I guess I didn't realize you were growing up like you said. And as for you giving that money to Combs in spite of me, well, I was kind of proud of that underneath. Do you think you could sort of forget what's happened... Maybe get into the saddle and run things at the ranch the way you want to run them? Oh, gosh, Dad, sure. Let's shake on it. All right. Hey, I knew you weren't a coward the way you stayed to meet me and the way you stood up to that stranger who was even better with his fist than I was. I... Say, where'd he go? Oh, he and the Indian went over to the hit track. Oh, he was wonderful the way he stopped you and made things come out the way they have. Yeah. I guess we owe everything to him, Dad. I wonder who he is. I found out from the Indian, Sandy. That was the Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger? Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.